Hello and welcome to While You Were Steeping, a curatorial tea and culture podcast. I'm Hayden Rogers. And I'm Michael Mandelios. And today we are going to be chatting with Lisa Hilbert. She's the founder of Tea Tonic, which you may remember that name from all of the times that we've tried some of her teas over the last few weeks. Absolutely. So Lisa founded Tea Tonic in 1998. So she's been running the business for over 20 years. And before that, she was a herbalist and certified naturopath. So she also ran a naturopathy business for the better part of about 10 to 15 years. She's going to tell us all about that. So pull up a cup of tea and let's get started. Okay, and here with us, we have the founder of Teetonic, Lisa Hilbert. Lisa, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to be with you guys. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And you, I hear you've already listened to a couple of episodes. How exciting. You guys know your tea, you know, you know the history. I love the stories. It's really clever and very interesting. Yeah, I even learn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, uh, it's all smoke and mirrors. We're just, <laughs> we're good at researching. <laughs> <laughs> we're f- finding our way. So tell us a little bit about you. How did you come, well, how did you come to fall in love with tea? And then how did that lead to being, you know, a business mogul? Uh, Well, basically my love of tea came through herbs originally. Um, So traditionally not what you'd call tea as such. It's a a tisane being herbal tea. But um, it's really from that angle because it's a, it was a food is medicine approach and um, and that's what I love, the power of herbs and food and food is medicine, if it's done correctly, of course. If you've got the right blends and combinations, you can actually get a health benefit, uh, which is really, hence my name of the company, Tea Tonic, you know, so yeah, it ties in quite well. Tea is a tonic if it's done right. And And you're actually a certified naturopath, aren't you? Yes, I am indeed. Yes, I had a clinic for 10 years. I don't do I don't practice um, to the public anymore. Mind you, I still personally do have a full dispensary because I love herbs on so many levels. <laughs> and I take my tinctures daily as well <laughs> and feed it to my family, of course. So yeah, we keep us all really healthy and well. Great. What 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 would be one of the uh, one of the ingredients that you love the most in your teas? Oh, in my actual teas? Oh. Ashwagandha is very popular at the moment and it is an amazing herb. And so too um, gynostema. Both are adaptogens uh, for the body, uh, which means that they help regulate. Uh, They bring you up when you need it. They they help calm you down when you need it. They they adapt to what's required in the body. So um, it's it's very much a buzzword too, I do know, because people (laughs) are like, oh, do you have ashwagandha in your tea? And I'm like, oh, yes, I've had that thought and I have. For years, uh, in my coffee addict tea, for instance, it's a rich nutty <laughs> tea with uh, roasted dandelion root, three native wattle seed and ginseng. Um, so in the, the ginseng is the ashwagandha, you see. Um, and also, too, in the longevity tea, uh, I have the, the gynostema, which is also works this way. Uh, and it's drunk heavily in, in southern China. It's like a type of ginseng also. And people who consume this particular tea, they drink it morning before they go to work and when they get home from work. And people in this region and area do live really healthy and well to over the age of 100, you know. Mm. Um, I think, you know, habits and studying populations is really interesting too. 
Mm. for health and were you always into into health and and personal well-being or or was there a time that you wanted to be like I don't know a lawyer or a journalist or something (laughs) no I was actually it was always a health thing I was quite lucky I sort of I knew my my niche early and I think at the age of 14 I decided I wanted to be a naturopath I went used to go to a naturopath growing up I was quite sick with eczema and asthma and was treated with natural medicines. Um, it wasn't, um, I was probably came from quite a conservative background, but my mum was a bit out there in a sense in a time and would take me <laughs> to naturopaths. And I didn't realise I was more a homeopath I was visiting at the time, but I then went in and studied. I was always interested in health and wellbeing and I'd saw the lifestyle of my naturopath would go for his runs and walks and I was like, I want to live that lifestyle. I want to be healthy and well and, and I know the power of what he does. So I wanted to be able to, to do that too. And your store and your warehouse are right in the heart of Melbourne, but you said you grew up with a conservative background. Did you grow up in Melbourne or fur- further out from No, I Victoria? grew up down Bayside, so I am local, born and bred, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, just, you know, just a very conservative schooling, I guess, and, and things like that where I think um, most kids were probably expecting you'd come out either doctors, nurses and that, where I was going natural for that, and now like, what, <laughs> back in the day, but now it's very fashionable too. <laughs> So what was what would be like a a story that you have that sort of got you into tea that sort of made you think you know what I should be pursuing this alongside my naturopath business you know I I want to branch out into this particular area Oh well yes exactly because it was never intended to have a tea company from the beginning um I wanted to be a naturopath and practice as a naturopath and um in my final year of study I put together a tea um, that's very good for your skin complexion tea and um, and I was drinking it obviously myself a lot and people had noticed the difference with my skin and my eczema and very problematic and I really got it under control and um, so I was then making little bags of tea for people saying well can I get a bag of that tea and so and I was making it in you know the glad zip seal bags and giving it to people and you know <laughs> I'm thinking you know what there's obviously a place out there in the market for this because there is nothing out there and it was the biggest gamble of my life, buying 60 caddy tins, um, and um, which was the world to me, you know, being a poor student and all, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and then going and getting a, a market stand at South Bank Market and um, standing there, you know, sampling and, and explaining my product to people. How long did it take from uh, market stand to big store and warehouse in the middle of the city? Uh <laughs> Oh, gosh, how long was that? Uh, I started the company in 2000, oh, 1998, 22 years ago, and I moved into the factory that I'm currently in still today in uh, 2000 and at the end of 2004. Wow. Yeah, so, um, that was, yeah, it was, it was a while. I mean, I worked many jobs. I worked in my clinic and I did a lot of things parallel because, you know, I certainly couldn't take a wage or anything like that. So, yeah, it comes down to love and dedication as well and, and truly believing in obviously your product and, and having passion. So back in the days of the caddy tins, uh, what were, what, how would you yes. sort of blend the teas and um, how, how would you go about like collecting the ingredients and, and creating those blends? 
Uh, well, I have a photo still from those days, actually, when I first started and here I was wearing my mask and got the gloves on and I had my little weighing scales and I had been introduced to local growers of herbs here in Melbourne, in Victoria, that is, sorry, through my university um, studies because, you know, we, we learned about herbs on all levels and went to farms so we could, you know, identify and what have you as well. So I'd buy it from local growers and um, here in Victoria and then... Um, and then I'd blend it, you know, each each single ingredient, it would be on the scale, then into a bowl and toss it all around and then put it into a little tin and then I'd label it and then I'd freeze it and just all the little things, you know, just really, mm. really small and humble, you know, which, is, you know, really is still still the case to a degree. <laughs> yeah. So what is what is production of, of tea like now for tea tonic? Oh, these days it's very different. I mean, I, um, I went into, oh gosh, what year was that? Maybe 2003. Uh, five years into having a tea company, I purchased a tea bag making machine, which was really quite a, a pivotal moment uh, because it, it just changed who I could supply the tea to. Um, and I made a few big decisions too on that. Being a naturopath and, and herbalist, um, they're like, oh, here, you buy this envelope. This is your um, your filter paper. And I was like, oh, it's bleach. I can't have bleached. And they're like, <laughs> everybody has bleached. It's great. And I'm just like, oh, no, no, no. I want un- unbleached, you know, so was way back then and so I have to buy that once a year from this one manufacturer who makes this overseas and so you know I I did all the things that I personally want if I'm going to make something and do something I want to do everything that I want in a good cup of tea Mm. or a quality so why why have a beautiful organic you know blend of tea that has the right synergy and then put it into a bleach tea bag or with (laughs) a staple or something like that so it just ruins the experience. I'd never thought of the idea of a tea bag machine, but of course that has to exist. But I, yeah, was was yeah. it like back in the day? Was this like a, a manual tea bag making machine, or was it? That's crazy. Was it like a? I still have it. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's brand. I bought it brand new. Uh, I don't think the people thought I was going to buy it. I, I think I was a bit random to them, and I was. I believe I still am Australia's only female tea bag manufacturer. Um, oh. So there's not many of us. And we are a small community. We all know one another who have tea bag machines because we all have issues with them. And I have to say, you know, I've stood many an hour in front of that machine and I am now a tea bag technician as well. <laughs> Seriously. And I've helped some guy in Queensland with his. And I'm like, really? Did I help you? He goes, yeah, that was great advice. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. That's really nice to know. <laughs> so we all try, you know. Um, but yeah, so um, I now have two tea bag making machines. And um, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, it's a it's a growing market unfortunately yeah i mean personally i'm a loose leaf lover of tea and um but if i guess you know i do understand people love that convenience but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we pretty much always drink loose leaf as well but the the bags we did notice how how nice they were when when i when i pulled mine out of the out of the little sachet that they Mm. come in um i'm a total travel junkie so i always ask this question has tea and specifically your tea business taken you anywhere in the world for work that's been really exciting or life-changing or just really cool for you oh gosh um with travel i've traveled quite a bit yes as you could imagine um with the tea and i do buy my raw ingredients these days from from the world um because we actually don't do a lot of the ingredients in a commercial format here in australia as well unfortunately the truth is uh 
So, gosh. Um, no, the only thing is I think um, I was really surprised when I went to India. There's uh, some famous actress that I wasn't aware of. Uh, <laughs> it's not related to tea, you see, and they all thought I looked like this lady, <laughs> this um, this uh, famous Bollywood actress, and mm. people were oh, like, this is really weird and scary people looking at me, <laughs> you know, like my friend was with me. And um, then we found out, so we tried to use it for advantage, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. It's always lovely getting raw and up close with the ingredients and people and, you know, hearing their stories, though, of course, yeah. Mm. And we talked about on the first episode uh, where we started reviewing some of your teas, we got sent a massive chest from the lovely Eliza and it had 24 different varieties, 63 tea bags in there. And so the first thing that struck us was just how incredibly wide your range of products are. And fun. <laughs> yeah, and so fun. And uh, that that seems to be something that's like a really big part of your branding is not just the incredible variety, but also colour, pop, you know, fun, a kind of like a really modern contemporary kind of approach to tea. So how did that come about and, and what kind of new ways are you are you exploring innovating with your tea? Oh, so, so I so agree. Um, and I remember when I did start, you know, I did a silver shiny tin and I had a shiny black label, mind you, uh, and now I've evolved that into the rainbow of teas. But, um, you know, people are like, oh, you should have a matte bag and be really earthy if you're organic, you know, that's to convey. And I'm just like, it's just not me, though. It's not my soul. And I've got to, you've got to be true to you. Uh, on, on, I think on yeah. every level, you can't, you know, have this this look that isn't really your personality. When people, you know, they've even said, "I bet your home's full of colour," and actually, it's full of colour. Yes, my house <laughs> is with art and all the rest of it, and, and I do love it. And it's like I live and breathe it this way on all levels. You know, it's got to be part of your psyche. I feel bad for our listeners that they can't see that gorgeous painting behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, yes, I've got, I've got a lot of colour around the place. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you said the the range is expanding as well. I mean, it seems like it's ever growing because there's just a, a ridiculous amount of product. Um, are, are there any kind of new, new things that you're trying to kind of um, change the game in the world of tea? I think so because there's so many herbs and there's so many ways of applying them correctly. Uh, it's like my herbal dispensary. I've got over 200 herbs that I blend in now uh, as a herbalist. So, uh, and I, you know, I haven't even scratched the surface, I don't think, in my tea business. I've got so much more to do. Uh, and and there are. There's so, there's so many fun ingredients to discover, you know, from the butterfly pea uh, flower that changes, you know, makes the tea purple to change, you know, blue to purple with a squeeze of lemon. Um, there's lots of fun, exciting ways of approaching tea. And it's not the boring tea potentially that your grandparents grew up with. Um, it's a whole new discovery, you know, these days. Yeah. Uh, we've certainly noticed like the huge variety of different and eat, like very unique blends of, of teas as well. Mm. Um, what would you say is the most bizarre or interesting blend of teas that you put together blend of ingredients rather I suppose that you put together in the tea um or possibly possibly my longevity tea with the um because it sparkles like there's no other tea on the market or that I know of anyway in the marketplace that actually sparkles um so it's mm. the, the oolong gynostema moringa and monk fruit um I was very quick to market 
uh, with using monk fruit in my teas, which make it naturally sweet, um, and also uh, and that. My last tea actually I, I brought out is Thirst Quencher Tea, uh, and this also helps target a certain category of people, although all my teas are sugar-free and vegan-friendly. Um, this particular tea is also low FODMAP, um, which is, you know, for people out there who have and suffer from digestive issues and, and intolerances and they can't have certain foods, um, this tea is particularly good for them and it's delicious. Yeah. Mm. Something that I noticed on your website, which I thought was really interesting and, and I had to ask you about, was in your iced tea section, you've got a wine bottle. Can you walk I, me through that? <laughs> it's a healthy wine bottle that never runs out. And, yes, they do exist, you see, <laughs> with us they do. And it's about having fun once again and bringing a bit of the glamour back to, you know, the fun of drinking iced tea. You know, it's it's gorgeous, you know. <laughs> you can have, you know, pinkies raised, you know, uh, in beautiful wine bottles, like <laughs> cold water, um, two heap tablespoons of tea into the wine bottle and the lid clicks on and it filters and strains as you pour through it. And because it's in cold water, your tea, and you're not putting hot water on it, it never releases any of the bitter tannins that you do find in tea. So it's a way of having of beautiful tasting tea and it won't overbrew. You can leave your tea leaves in there, you know, for 24 hours and if anything it gets better, top it up with a bit more cold water. Uh, my kids use them all the time. They come in from school you know, they're help, helping themselves to realise tea with no chemicals, additives and preservatives. So you're really in control of what you're consuming once again, which is taking the power back to the people, you know. Mm, so it's, it's sort of like cold brew iced tea, like, you know, as opposed to <laughs> cold brew coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Cold brew tea. Exactly. It's the way it um, is done. Which, mm. again, brings us right back to that really contemporary sensibility behind it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you certainly don't put hot water on iced tea and then make it cold. It's all about doing it with cold water. So since you have such a large variety of different teas, would you be able to tell us, so right now we're in, in Australia, we're in cold winter. In Sydney, it's very cold today. So um, would you be able to recommend for us a tea for each season? Mm, I often talk about people rotating their teas throughout the year and depending on the season and the weather. Um, certainly middle of winter and right now, something like warm spicy tea is beautiful, the clove and cinnamon, star anise, and it's a pure herbal version of that, um, a bit like a mulled wine, a full-bodied red wine. Uh, the other tea that I'm, I'm loving myself at the moment is my new chocolate chai tea. It's mm -hmm. lovely and rich with a lot of depth and it's got the caffeine in there, which is beautiful. Um also, too, you know, something like um, glue tea, ginger, lemongrass, echinacea and white tea to strengthen your immunity to get you through this these months where, you know, you might be prone to a bit of illness. And a throat-soothing tea, obviously, it's, it tastes a bit like a lemon soother. So, um, yeah, it's, it's quite, you know, um, seasonal, I guess. Um, then, you know, coming into spring, you know, something like um, the flower teas, such as um, the Blue Magic with butterfly pea, rose and chamomile. It's very floral and light and and does it brings a whole lot of light and um, and, and a, a new sense of energy, you know, to the mm -hmm. time of the year. Um, gorgeous, uh, even um, coconut tea for you know you're getting back to the gym. Everyone's starting to exercise a bit more, and it helps to replenish all your lost electrolytes when you're exercising because it's coconut shavings, aloe vera, and pineapple, also soothing, hydrating, and putting you in that buzzy energy time of the year. Um, definitely go for that. I don't think I knew there was a coconut tea and now I'm really excited about that. No, I'd, I'd spied it. I'd you spied it the in box? the chest. I, and I was like, I want to try I that one. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do that one this episode. 
Yeah, I was thinking of the sparkly tea. <laughs> and if you have that one cold, it tastes a bit like a cocktail, to tell the truth, as well, mm. in the uh, cold brew bottle mentioning. Um, so that that's a, that's a fun one too. Um, of course, then we've also got the, the gosh, apple tea in summer. It's a lovely sweet dessert tea. One of, it's an all-time children's favourite out there and you can actually eat the real apple pieces, uh, no sugar in that either. Um, at the end of it, there's the, gosh, thirst quencher. Summertime tastes like a sweet raspberry cordial iced as well and it's it's beautiful. Um, and hibiscus, that's the low FODMAP tea that I mentioned earlier. So, I mean, of course you can drink all these teas all year round. We're up to autumn. Um, I'd maybe go into something like Bright Spark for memory, study and learning with the white tea base, um, going back into the school mm. year and what what have you, um, just, you know, get the cogs moving again. Um, so Bright Spark, White Tea, White Mulberry, Ginkgo, Bacopa, Papaya and Apple. So all those head stimulating type herbs, ingredients in there, helping to oxygenate your body's tissues and cells with the white tea. Um, oh, gosh, I, I feel like I'm missing so many of my teas in this list, mind you, because... <laughs> well, it's hard when there's so many. You have a fantastic memory for all the ingredients. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, what else for autumn? Um, you know, coming eat that's Easter. You know, dark chocolate and black tea maybe as well. I think French or Grey is a crowd pleaser all year round. True calm is necessary. Relaxation at the end of the day. Complexion tea to start the day every day. You know, the cleansing tea. So start the day with a cleansing tea, end the day with a relaxing tea, and depending on what you need in between, bits of everything. Middle <laughs> longevity, green tea. Based on what you've just said it sounds like you probably go through about three or four cups in a day oh easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's beautiful last question i promise what would you say is the most frequently asked question that you get in your oh, store who's my which one's my favorite tea it's like i don't have they're my children <laughs> i love them all you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i um I, yeah. you know you have moments that some some children are better behaved than others but you know otherwise <laughs> 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 yeah you love them all of course so yeah i do well we won't ask you that question then. <laughs> oh, thanks <laughs> good <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show, Lisa. It's been an absolute joy chatting with you. Yeah, enjoy that coconut tea when you get a moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we definitely will be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Bye. Okay. Well, that was amazing. What a great chat with, with Lisa. I feel so inspired yeah. to go and start my own tea business now. Right. And I also need to go Google what a, a tea bag machine looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Should we maybe do that? Um, yes, I think we should. You've, right. so, you've heard it here first, folks. We're going to start the While You Were Sleeping uh, Tea Emporium. Tea shop. <laughs> well, maybe it'll be like Jane's business. Like maybe it'll be like a tea house rather than a... Rather than a, a store, maybe it'll be like a little, you know, high tea venue. I think that'd be really cute. Um, maybe we'll sell tea maybe. as well. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, obviously, um, we're going to jump straight into tea tasting time with three teas. And, of course, they're all going to be from Tea Tonic. So, that's three teas from Tea Tonic. That makes five teas oh my for goodness. today. That's insane. <laughs> five teas for today. That's six That's six teas. Um <laughs> No, we've got three teas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what shall we try first? Okay. I personally, we've got a couple that we mentioned in the episode, but I actually want to try, well, we did mention the French or Grey. She said it was, you know, good for any time of year. 
just smelling it while brewing it, I am obsessed with it and I need to try it immediately. Yeah, it smells so good. So, so good. It smells like a quintessential French Earl Grey smell. It smells like exactly what you expect it to, except just like fresher and better. So, yeah. So, I'm excited. This obviously French Earl Grey being a black tea, this has lavender blossoms. And what we're smelling that's extra fresh is natural mango in there as well as the oil of bergamot so that's going to be super interesting i've never had a french oak grape with mango in it before that's what smells so fruity and amazing about it yeah me either um so obviously black tea three to five minutes or in boiling water um and you're done and of course you can add honey or lemon if you want um and then i'm going to add milk and sugar in in a moment um but let's let's see how we go let's do it Oh, oh, mm. that mango makes such a difference. That is brilliant. <laughs> Bravo. Oh, my Lisa. God. <laughs> That's it's it's the it's I think the quintessential example of one tiny change making a huge impact on something. Oh, my God. Totes. Yeah. Yes. Like... Okay. Hang on. So let's actually be articulate about this. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> people need to. People aren't tasting this. What is it? What What's going on here? So, what we have is we have everything you love about French Earl Grey. Yes. But the mango just adds this like sweetness to it, and there's already that sort of floral. I mean, there's lavender in this as well, but there's that floral element to a French Earl Grey, whereas. The mango, like, really is, like, accentuating that sort of uh, floral flavour, you know, because of the tropical, like, note in there. And takes it really detracts from the bitterness that you'd normally get out of a black tea and especially a French Earl Grey, um, right? Like, it's 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 much more rounded in its flavour. It, mm. it doesn't necessarily taste like a breakfast tea. No, that's very true. And I, yeah, actually Mm. having said that, I would be super keen to try it with milk, but also it is like, you can understand now how she's like, by adding that mango, she's taken it out of just like the breakfast tea, black tea realm and it made it like, oh, you could actually enjoy this at any time of the year, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. And, oh God, it's good. I think, (laughs) <laughs> the lavender, the lavender is really subtle as well, like really mm, subtle. But it's definitely there. Like it's subtle, but like yeah, but present. I think also in terms of how subtle and 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 nuanced the flavors are, I'm definitely going to add less milk and less sugar than I normally would um, upon tasting mm. it because I don't want to. I don't want to weaken it too much. Um, yeah. I'm going to do that right now. Give me one moment. Okay, I don't want to brag. I have gotten the colour of mine absolutely perfect. (laughs) Good for you, especially since you're, like, mixing at half a cup, so it's, like, different measurements. That's actually quite I know. I had to, yeah, I had to be very meticulous. All right, here we go, here we go. Whoops, I just tried it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> the way that me- that mango reacts to my oat milk is 
a big yes. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, with milk and, and sweetening, this is like taking mm. it to a different place where I'm like, I don't even, is this just mango tea now? Like, it's sort of like. Yes, totally. Are you, are you even French or grey anymore? It tastes even less recognisably like a French or grey. You're totally right. In a re- Again, in a really good way. Yeah, and I'm thrilled. It's that they're, they're almost, I think there should be, I almost think they should maybe change the name of it to like French Earl Grey with a twist or Mango French Earl Grey or like I think mm, mm. I think the I think the name is is deceptive and that you don't realize just how special this tea is. Yeah, honestly I'm thrilled because I've always wanted a mango tea in my life and now I know it exists. <laughs> mm. Okay, big yes, big yes for me. I've just finished that entire cup. Being from Queensland originally, mango tea. My problem is I love mango-flavoured things, but I hate eating mangoes. Get out. So it's always so rare for me to come across mango things that I can, I know, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's just, it's so messy and the texture and anyway. But I love like mango smoothies, mango in tea. Yeah, don't give me that face. I don't understand okay. you. <laughs> Moving right along. I'm going to choose the next one. Okay. I want to try the coconut tea because I'm really excited about it. Me too. So what can you tell us about it? What can I tell you about it? Coconut tea. So this has yerba mate in it, which I know is a thing and I can't tell you anything about it right now. Um, It it has natural coconut flavour in it as well. So it is a yerba mate tea with coconut flavouring. I'm just going to quickly Google what yerba mate is. Isn't yerba hemp am i crazy or is yerba hemp okay so the reason that i knew it was a thing is because i've watched uh mozart in the jungle that tv series and the conductor guy um Mm. always drinks mate and that's what this that's what this is drinks yeah yeah he's always like oh mate mate." (laughs) i've had i think they also I think they drink mate in some Middle Eastern countries as well. I have a friend from Syria who made us try mate, and I just remembered that that's what he called it, and it was very interesting and very, very different. Okay. So we'll have to we'll have to commit some time to trying mate on the air as well. Okay, so, and it was, have we gone through steeping time? Oh, no. Um, so steeping time is seven to ten minutes boiling water. Great. Shall we give it a go? Let's do it. So mate is sort of like a, it's, it's, it's like, I guess, a herbal tea in its own right. Has caffeine, apparently. Yes, it, it does. Oh. Mm. It's good. Mm. I'm getting, tell me, I don't know about you, I'm getting more of the mate than I'm getting of the coconut. Yeah, like I can taste the coconut. It's like there in the in the background. But when you smell the tea bag, you're like, ooh, mm. boy, some coconutty goodness. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but the the mate has that really kind of nice earthy. Um... Mm. Oh, so, how would you describe it? I would describe it as oh, it's it's very similar. Not very similar, but has things in common with green tea. I'd say. Like it's almost a bit matcha e. Mm. It's not. It doesn't have like sort of the. You're not whisking it up or whatever. But like it's sort of this finely ground sort of green leaf. Like it's pretty similar in some ways to matcha even. 
Have you ever ordered Egyptian tea or Moroccan tea in like a restaurant, like a, a Middle Eastern restaurant or cafe? Mm, no. If you, um, the Moroccan tea especially is very sweet because they'll usually make it with green tea and like sweet mint. But the Egyptian yeah. tea is usually less sweet. I'll make it with green tea and um, uh, something else. But this is giving me, again, very Egyptian tea kind of vibes. And it, it's that really kind of herby, herby, yeah. earthy kind of tone. Mm. So this is I like. I love this. Deeply uh, from South American roots, and mm. and it's um actually like well renowned. We should know about this um, for its health properties. So it you know has a lot of different sort of health myths around it, or I guess not myths, probably based on science. It's supposed to help weight loss, give you lots of antioxidants. So a lot of in a lot of ways, it's very similar to like Camellia sinensis tea. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. It's sort of like the tea of South America. Like the, it's like an alternate origin story. You mean that it's like native to, yeah, that's, it's, it's kind of their, their equivalent to yeah. Chinese tea. Mm. We should do a whole episode on this, to be honest. Absolutely. We need a Yerba. Yes. A Yerba Mate episode. Great. All right. Well, let's move right on to our last one of the day. So we've also got the longevity tea. Which should have just been called longevity. Let's be I know, longevity, but that's fine. Not, not everyone's as obsessed with puns as we are. Um, <laughs> Lisa, if you're listening, <laughs> I expect you to change the name to longevity. <laughs> <laughs> so before we started our interview with um, Lisa, she was actually drinking from a big old pot of longevity tea. And it was a clear glass pot that we could see. And inside the pot, you could see these gorgeous little sparkling flakes all throughout it. And that's because when you order the loose leaf version of this tea, it comes with mica in the loose leaf. And so you get these gorgeous little golden flecks floating around in in the teacup um, or in the pot, which is really, really cool and exciting to look at. So what can you tell us uh, that, that is in this tea, Hayden? So we have, this is an oolong-based tea. You know I love my oolongs. Um, so I'm excited about that. It also, as, as you would have heard in the interview, has that uh, ingredient that she was talking about, uh, gynostema, in there. And also something called moringa leaves, not sure what they are. <laughs> natural French vanilla flavour and monk fruit, which also she mentioned in terms of giving it natural sweetness. Oh, uh, yeah, that's So right, it's yeah. an interesting blend. Should be like, she... She described it to us. I don't know if she described it to us in the interview like this or beforehand, but she said it was sort of like supposed to be maybe even like ice cream, like, um, oh, like yeah. a very sweet, creamy dessert flavor. Yeah, that's right. So super excited, thrilled to taste this. <laughs> and of course, it's a, it's an oolong, so God knows Hayden's going to love it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Should we give it a go? Okay. Oh, it smells good. Let's do it. All right. Whoa. Hmm. Oh, weird. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So good. The monk fruit, loving already. Like, this is unsweetened. I'm like, I wouldn't put sweetening in this. No, I wouldn't either. I'm not getting ice cream, but I know what she means. I've got something else, though. Hang on. 
I'm going to come up with another bizarre confectionery. I mean, it's not going to be Pez, but it's going to be something equally <laughs> weird and wonderful, I'm sure. It has that, it had like the oolong just obviously has that toasty, almost creamy flavor, mm-hmm. you know, like sort of that's but, been consistent. But this is nothing like the oolongs that we've tried so far. This is a whole other ball game. It's certainly a- not like the popcorn one. Mm. No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'm going to get it. I know what you mean. That's like a really familiar flavor. I want to say it's like it, it's not far from ice cream, but like kind of almost like those ice creams that you get that are coated in flavored ice over, you know, like a splice or a. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, right? Honestly, like because it, like, maybe it's because it's warm that I've, I can't, I can't sort of link it to ice cream. But true, we should have tried it cold. Okay. I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I, like you, I'm not getting ice cream. I love this. And I think it's just because it's warm. Great. It's super nice, though. Yeah, I, it goes down really easily. I mean, I just think I'm a bit of a... Damn it, what is that? <laughs> oh, my God, is it toffee? No, it's not toffee. Oh. Barley sugar, no. Just just start naming confectionery things. I guess it does have a slight, like, Werther's original <laughs> touch to it, you know? Mm. Yeah, but that's not it. <laughs> Look, we might, people at home, you just need to get this tea, try it, and then write in and tell us <laughs> what is this flavour that we can't pin down. Oh, my God. All right, I'm putting it down. That's great, though. That's really, really great. You know, I think it's no coincidence. These are my three favourite tea tonic teas that we've tried so far all in one day. Yeah, and no coincidence because she recommended all of them. I've I've liked the ones we've tried before, but these ones, I think, have, have kind of cleared another bar. I agree. What do you think your winner for today would be? Look. Unexpectedly, the French are great. <laughs> Me too, 100%. I think the longevity is the most interesting out of them, but mm. the French are great just takes it for me because I just wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, and mostly I'm just thrilled about a mango tea. You know, like I'm just like, despite <laughs> the fact that it's not mango tea, it, it, I am just like, wow, this it tastes like mango tea, and I love that. Um, so, yeah. yeah I, I honestly, I honestly could, I think I'm going to, get myself like a considerable daily supply of that French Earl Grey. I think I could yeah. I could have that for breakfast every day for a year easily. Me too. God, Certainly, that's good. Yeah, I want it as well. I, this, this is the problem with hosting a tea podcast is that now I want to go and buy so much tea. So much tea and we've got so much to get through still. Like it makes yeah. no sense to go buy anymore, but I, <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. But as soon as you run out of one of one of the one of your favorite ones, you're just like, get him up. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of this week. Thanks so much for listening and joining in, as always. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always get in touch with us uh, by email at steepingpodcast at gmail.com or on social media. 
I'm at Hayden Rogers on Instagram, uh, or you can follow Steeping Podcast on Instagram. I'm Michael Mandelios on Instagram and Twitter. Of course, you can always check out Lisa and the team at Teetonic at teetonic.com.au. Or you could search for Teetonic on Facebook or visit their Instagram profile at Teetonic. Make sure you check out patreon.com slash that's not canon if you want to support this podcast or the That's Not Canon Productions Network, any of the other amazing podcasts that you'll hear on there. You can always check out Hayden's podcast at Kill My Darlings on Instagram or... Or Facebook or Tumblr or Twitter. <laughs> it's everywhere. Oh, you're on Tumblr. Of course you're on Tumblr. Tumblr is the place for writers. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> All righty. Thanks very much, everyone. Hope you have a great week. Bye. To infinity and beyond. I've got nothing. I've got nothing to say to that this week. <laughs> Good. While You Were Steeping is a That's Not Canon Productions podcast. For more information, head to that'snotcanon.com. Canon with one N.